So I got two things to say about that idea. First, it has potential. Second, it has problems. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Team Go Rocket is back in action. May we please have an event overview? A new legendary Pokemon in raids? You can't be Xerneas. Mark your calendars. It's almost GoFest season. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 142. It's April 27th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, what's up, dude? Uh, not a whole lot. A lot of news. A lot of stuff coming. Yeah, it's it's a very exciting week in the world of Pokemon Go news. And of course, it would happen after we spent a good portion of our last episode complaining about how this news that we're going to be covering today was important and we were surprised that it wasn't out yet. Well, lo and behold, in classic podcast fashion, here it is. <laughs> but before we get to all of that and the rest of the show, of course, a quick shout out to three brand new patrons of ours, Michael, Jamie and Brent. Thank you to the three of you for your patronage. We appreciate it. Looking forward to getting to know you better via the patron discord. More information about the discord and Patreon at the end of the show. If you're interested now, Kyle, it's been a week as it, it always has been. Yes. Except for a couple of rare occasions where we like recorded late in a week or something like that. But it's almost always, I want to say on average, like a week since we last recorded. I, th- I think that is probably the average of 147 episodes, 142 episodes. Probably, probably. Now, that being said, did anything interesting happen for you in Pokemon Go in this past week? Really? Not a whole lot. I kind of took part in Friendship Day, and that was more or less the peak of my week, Pokemon related at least. Yeah. Did you have another busy week? Did you actually get to play a little bit or no? No, I, I did play, but not like nothing spectacular. Unfortunately, Today being one of my days off that I usually do play, had to be an adult, had, had stuff oh, going on, so, and especially because it was so it. nice outside, it felt bad. <laughs> it's true. It was incredibly nice, but don't you worry. It's going to thunderstorm tonight and drop 20 degrees tomorrow. Awesome. Yep. Just in time. Yep. For us to be not having things to do. I don't know. Whatever. We always have things to do. <sighs> thank you thank you illinois weather well for myself i also didn't really have anything super notable except getting a disgusting amount of experience this week <laughs> like two and a half million ish something like that um it was exceptional i loved i loved the friendship event um quite a bit and so you know what actually we should probably talk about that now because we're not going to talk about the news section because it's too filled with other things any thoughts takeaways uh yays nays from the friendship event kyle I think I have the same takeaway that everybody else had. The catch rates were too low. And that's sure. That's pretty much it. It was good, you know, boosted experience. It's a fun time. But if you're going to have, you know, 60% of your spawns be the grass starters, because it was grass themed, obviously, you've got to boost the catch rates because starters based catch rates are just too low to be catching in mass. 
Yeah, I would agree with that point, too, because I was trying to fast catch a lot during this period of time just to get the most out of the the bonus. And it was really refreshing only having to worry about three hours of hardcore play, yes. uh, which was really, really nice. It was cool to be back to back to form, you know, um, but I would have to agree with you. I think the, the choice of starters, while well-intentioned, caused some issues that probably were unforeseen. But the collection challenge went over really well with everybody. And I think a few keys to a success here when it comes to everybody being happy with it is that nothing was in raids specifically. There were no evolutions and everything that was like to be caught could be located on an incense within like a half hour. I was not that lucky with one spawn in particular. I can't remember which one it was. Was it Tangela? No, not Tangela. It was the, uh, it was the other puff ball that was spawning. What was it again? Cottony? Yeah, it was cottony. I didn't find a cottony for over an hour. And that's of like real play. And I was okay, like, wow, interesting. This is just annoying. Well, that that is that is just how sometimes that works because it is based on probability and spawn, uh, just a chance on spawn for sure. But you know, I across the board, I saw everybody pretty much was able to complete that and things like that. And you know what I did this time is I saw somebody make a post, and by somebody I mean Pokemon Go app, their official tweet. They put out some stuff about the friendship bonus, and like, hey, don't forget, you have like, a, you, you got to get this finished. Did you get it finished, trainers? And there were so many people in the tweet responses that were like, I didn't realize I had to claim this. I thought I just had to finish it, and then they just like didn't claim it before it was over. And I like, I I shed a single tear for all of them collectively. Oh, I did, y'all. Just hit the claim button. It's okay. We'll get through this together. Yeah, and it also worked on a lucky egg too, even though it didn't show that it did. Yeah, it did. There was a visual glitch that it wasn't showing the uh, experience being doubled, but it was. So if you lucky egged the 175, you got 350,000, which happens to coincide with, well, one of Kyle's goals. So why don't we roll right into that? That seems like an, an opportune moment to do so. Kyle, one of your goals was 350,000 experience. Did you do that? Yes, I did that. Great. Great. Did you reach best buddy with Gengar? I did. You did. I did. I got, the, I got the bronze medal for best buddy. So you got one. Got one. Nice. And did you participate and finish everything in friendship day? Yes. Yes, I did. Holy cow. Everybody, everybody pay attention. Hold on. Just Kyle got a three out of three. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit. It wasn't very ambitious. Don't downplay your success. I was was talking to Chris yesterday and I was like, how, what were my goals again? And I'm like, oh, I I picked the number that was exactly a lucky egg and the completion bonus for my experience. And I didn't even remember this because Chris had to remind me Friday night that friendship day was on Saturday. And I'm like, yes. Oh, right. That's a thing. Yeah, I got to do that. but it paid off three out of three look at look at you look at you shining bright uh for myself i also want to do friendship day i did do that i played the whole darn thing one million experience i got like two two and a half this week and then work on quasar my 100 percent rayquaza is my buddy and i did that as well it's almost the second heart full so i'm getting there as well three out of three look at us overachievers for undershooting 
<laughs> All right. I'm going to set some ambitious goals this week. I'm not sure what they are yet, but I'm sure it'll come to me in a strike of inspiration throughout this recording. But without further ado, we keep alluding to a big pile of exciting, exciting news. Why don't we get into it? Yo, what up? It's the news. First and foremost, this is good news to some and a disappointment to some others. Just kidding. It's just because we make a joke about this feature all the time. But Team Go Rocket is back. They're back, baby. Trainers, thank you for your patience while we address to the issues with Team Go Rocket. We apologize for their extended absence and we are letting you know that they are back. To make up for the time Team Rocket, Team Go Rocket was away, Shadow Zapdos will be returning as an encounter when you defeat Giovanni from Tuesday, June 1st at 12 a.m. until Thursday, June 17th at 12 a.m. local time. This is to make up for the feature being down for about two weeks, so during this month, people did not have as much of a chance to get Shadow Zapdos. They were supposed to have all month, and they lost about two weeks, so there you go. Thank you again for your patience and understanding while we worked on this issue. Now, I feel like this is the right way to to make this right. It doesn't ruin the current schedule they had going on. We're still going to move on to the next bird, which is Moltrace next month, which is great. And they're just adding it to the end, which I'm sure moved some stuff for them on their side. But from what we could see, displaced nothing, mm-hmm. which is which is nice. Kyle, thoughts on this? Uh, it's kind of whatever honestly sure i think the loss of being able to do the rockets themselves is a more annoying for a lot of the people who like to do it than missing out on shadows aptos because you only get so many attempts at that anyways very true very true there was also a box in the shop i believe was it one coin or free one of those two free it had one rocket radar and 30 pokeballs in it they were given out for free which yeah. to some people was not enough but i'm happy to have gotten anything <laughs> so that's nice i definitely think that that's kind of comical considering it was out for two weeks and and some people focus on the rocket content i don't know why they do but they do mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like there was much compensation but i wasn't actually expecting any so sure true so what do you think would have been an appropriate amount? Three radars? Five? Uh, I think three radars and a super radar. Okay. Don't extend. Don't extend the Zapdos. Give everyone a super radar to use as they please. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I'm assuming they already had a plan to displace it and thought, well, let's not double down. They probably just gave yeah. out the one super radar. They're like, let's do something. Uh, we're not We're not ready yet to get this back out. Let's just put something out. So there you go. But let's move on to probably the largest piece of news. There's actually another news article in here that's nested. But this is, of course, the May overview. It's almost May, y'all. Trainers, we hope you're prepared for a month of exciting Pokemon encounters and bonuses. Boy, howdy, are we? First and foremost, we just talked about this. Save Shadow Moltres from Giovanni. This month, Giovanni will have Shadow Moltres in his grasp. It's kind of a big... A big bird. He's He's got to have some serious, like, <laughs> grip strength. If you haven't already, complete the latest Team Go Rocket special research, the higher they fly, to earn a Super Rocket Radar. This will help you track down the Team Go Rocket boss and save Shadow Moltres. You can also receive a Super Rocket Radar from Timed Research that will be available during the Luminous Legends X event, which we'll get to in a little bit here. Next up is the May Research Breakthrough. From Saturday, May 1st at 1 p.m. to Tuesday, June 1st at 1 p.m. PDT, 
you'll encounter Galarian Ponyta in research breakthrough encounters. <laughs> Uh, it's this is an inspired <laughs> choice, I think for sure. I'm not I'm not upset about it. I'm just not particularly excited, you know. Uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, all right. Wait, we'll get there. Is there is there another place that we can talk about this other than right here? Yes, yes, there is. Okay, I'll wait. Kyle knows something or actually read some of this. I guess I didn't. Featured Pokemon in raids. The following legendary Pokemon will be appearing in five star raids throughout May. Incarnate form Tornadus, Incarnate form Thunderous, and Incarnate form Landorus will continue to appear in five star raids until Tuesday, May 4th at 10 a.m. local time. Boy, thank you. From Tuesday, May 4th at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, May 18th at 10 a.m. local time, Xerneas, the life Pokemon, will be making its Pokemon Go debut. This is exciting with a caveat. We'll get to that caveat later. Actually, we have an entire section <laughs> devoted to it. From Tuesday, May 18th at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, June 1st at 10 a.m. local time, Evatel, the destruction Pokemon, will be making its Pokemon Go debut. We have tears to shed for that one, but that's another day. <laughs> in addition, the following Mega Evolved Pokemon will be appearing in Mega Raids. Venusaur, Lopunny, and Abomasnow will continue to appear in Mega Raids until Tuesday, May 4th at 10 a.m. local time. From Tuesday, May 4th at 10 a.m. to Saturday, May 15th at 5 p.m. local time, Venusaur, Charizard, Y, and Lopunny will be appearing in Mega Raids. And then from the 15th at 5 p.m. to Tuesday, June 1st at 10 a.m. local time, we'll get Ampharos, Houndoom, and a surprise Mega Evolved Pokemon appearing in Mega Raids. Every Wednesday in May, a Raid Hour event featuring the Pokemon appearing in five-star raids that week will occur from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time, as it always does. And as a reminder, you'll gain extra experience from completing five-star raids throughout the season of Legends. That's a 1.25 times multiplier if you're unfamiliar, which you should be familiar at this point in time. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon Spotlight Hours. Woo! In the month of May, Pokemon Spotlight Hours will take place every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. And each of these hours will spotlight a different Pokemon as a special bonus. On the 4th, it'll be Cottony, and you'll earn twice the candy for catching Pokemon. On the 11th, Dratini will be in the spotlight and you learn twice the candy for transferring. Dratini is a good hour. That's going to be exciting for a lot of people, especially if you're still working on your masterwork research and you need to catch dragons <laughs> or working on that dragon metal. This is an excellent opportunity. Don't waste it, please. May 18th, Alolan Rattata will be in the spotlight and you'll learn twice the XP for evolving. And on the 25th, Meryl will be in the spotlight and you'll learn twice the Stardust. And you'll earn twice the stardust for catching Pokemon. Shiny Meryl hype. I, I need more. They're cute. May Community Day. We have a date and nothing else. Join <laughs> us on Saturday, May 15th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time for a Community Day event. More details, including which Pokemon will be featured, will be revealed in an upcoming blog post. Let's get to it. Come on. Time's a ticking. I want to know. Upcoming new events. The first one we've already talked about. It's the new Pokemon Snap celebration from Thursday, this Thursday, April 29th to Sunday, May 2nd. Celebrate the release of the much anticipated, unless you're Kyle, new Pokemon <laughs> Snap for us. For more information on this event, check out the blog post, which will have links to this entire thing. So you can go find that post as well. But we covered this event and its details last week. Luminous Legends X. All right, this one actually has details, and we nested those details in this appropriate spot. So here we go. Trainers, a legend will soon illuminate our world. Xerneas, 
the life Pokemon, also it's a big old deer, will make its Pokemon Go debut during the Luminous Legends X event. Some dragon and fairy type Pokemon originally discovered in the Kalos region will be coming along for the journey as well, such as Spritzy, Swirlix, and Goomy. Goomy hype. Goomy yeah, hype. I predicted it. I told you. You did. It's really I'm on exciting. Record. <laughs> very, very exciting. Where are we ever going to get the recording from that? A new item will also be coming to Pokemon Go, the Rainy Lure Module, which can be used to evolve Sligoo, the evolution of Gumi, into Gudra. You can also evolve Sligoo when the in-game weather is rainy. Now, that's neat and very, very cool. I like that. It's kind of neat for them to see, to see them expand on a feature like that. It's been a while since we've gotten a new lure. When is this event happening? It's from the 4th of May at 10 a.m. to May 17th at 8 p.m. local time. Features include, as mentioned, Xerneas will make its Pokemon Go debut in five-star raids. This fairy-type legendary Pokemon originally discovered in the Kalos region has horns on its head that shine in seven different colors. And legends say it's known to share everlasting life. It's nice. Sharing is caring. Spritzy, Swirlix, and Gumi will be making their Pokemon Go debuts. Spritzy and Swirlix will be appearing more frequently in the wild along other dragon and fairy-type Pokemon, like Dratini, Ralts, Bagon, Cottony, and more. If you're extremely lucky, you might find a Gumi in the wild. Uh. That makes sense. I, I have a feeling Gumi's going to be in raids. Rainy lure modules are coming to Pokemon Go. This lure module will attract certain Pokemon that like rain, such as water, bug, and electric type Pokemon. When you're near a Pokestop with an active rainy lure module, like we said before, you can evolve Sligoo into a Gudra. Complete event-exclusive time to research to encounter fairy type Pokemon, including Spritzy and Swirlix, as well as receive a rainy lure module and other rewards. It's cool, they're going to give you one for free in that research. The following Pokemon will be hatching from seven kilometer eggs. Gonna be a nice little mix up here. Cleffa, Igglybuff, Azuril, Gibble, Swirlix, and Spritzy. So two new Pokemon and Gibble with yeah, only but, three other fillers. Yeah, but Gibble's gonna have like a 0.5% hatch rate like Galarian Stunfix does. So uh, yeah, but it's still it's accessible. 7k eggs are accessible. That's nice. Look, I have hatched more 7k eggs than I care to admit. And I still have not gotten very many of those Stunfisks. So yep. your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary. That's true. Psychic Dragon and Fairy type Pokemon like Galarian Ponyta, Alolan Exeggutor, Xerneas, and more will be appearing in raids. Event exclusive field research tasks will lead to encounters with Psychic Dragon and Fairy types, including Galarian Ponyta, Gibble, Spritzy, and Swirlix. Event exclusive AR mapping tasks, which is new will lead to encounters with Galarian Ponyta. Not that big of a sell, in my opinion. Dragonite and Salamence will be able to learn certain attacks during this event. Evolve a Dragonair or use a Charge TM on a Dragonite to teach it Draco Meteor, which, if you do not recall, was the Community Day move it had so many years ago on Dratini Community Day. And then you can also evolve a Shell Gun or use a Charge TM on Salamence to teach it outrage, which is also the community move it received like a year and a half ago or two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, don't remind me how long ago that was. Yeah. Jeez. Whew. This is pretty cool. I don't know how you feel, but I don't I don't care that it's the two Pokemon Salamence and Dragonite, but I care that you can use a charge TM to learn the move. This is the first time we've seen that. That is very nice. So it's very, very nice. Yeah. It's 
bodes well for the future. Yep. I also like how it's called out and not just assumed. Yes. To to the point, it was called out to the point where I was so skeptical of everything that I thought it said elite charge TM and that they were just saying it to say it until I, I reread it and realized my mistake. Yeah, no, I thought the same exact thing. But yeah, no, it's it's neat that it's for this window in particular. This makes more sense. This feels better than in encouraging the usage of an elite charge DM, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In addition, you can work with other trainers to catch fairy type Pokemon. By doing so, you can unlock rewards during the second half of the event. From Saturday, May 1st at 12 a.m. to Sunday, May 9th at 11.59 p.m., essentially midnight, you and other trainers worldwide can work together to catch 500 million fairy type Pokemon in total. If the goal is met, special bonuses will be available from Tuesday, May 11th at 10 a.m. to Monday, May 17th at 8 p.m. local time. The bonuses include a three times catch XP bonus will be active for the rest of the event. Pan Cham will make its Pokemon Go debut appearing in raids for the rest of the event. And if you're lucky, you might find a shiny Galarian Ponyta. Shiny Galarian Ponyta will continue to be available after the event ends. Yeah. All right. Feelings? Thoughts? Well, first, I think you see why I held the conversation about yes. the research yes. till here. Uh, yes. Um, first, this is a much better thing than what happened last time. <laughs> Because it's for the second half of the event, basically, it's the second, it's a full week. So you actually feel like you're working towards something substantial, whether you care what the reward is or not. In this case, a full week of three times catch experience is insane. That's great. That's actually crazy. Yep. And it, uh, and it overlaps with the community day. Yes, please. But shiny Galarian Ponyta, it's not. It's not so bad that it exists. It's just, it feels bad that for the first half of the month, your research breakthroughs can't be shiny. Oh my gosh. Have you seen it though? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a mint green type thing. Yeah. It's yellow with mint green. It's so pretty Kyle. Yeah, it, it looks great. I'm not going to argue that. I'm simply yeah. saying it's very poor timing and June's breakthrough should have been Galarian Ponyta right after the release of the shiny that way people can get a you know a couple more tries especially because i want to point out that currently galarian ponyta is in 7k eggs or at least they were i don't know if those pools have changed recently but they were very common i would hatch two out of every nine probably approximately really okay yeah it was not an uncommon one for 7ks so now they're not going to be in 7Ks, but the shiny is going to be out. And it's like, come on, you either want to let me get to it or not. <laughs> well, there's so many other ways to get to Galarian Ponyta in this event. It's going to be in Field Reacher's Tasks and a couple of their plot, uh, spots, I believe, is what they had said. But also, the release of this shiny is conditional. We have to meet the 500 million fairy catch threshold. I'm 100% of the belief they don't, they're not setting these for them to not be completed. Yeah, that's, it's that's like, true. I'm not even looking at the number here because, first off, it just requires people to play. It doesn't require raids. doesn't require money. It just, just play. Mm-hmm. And second, they tied a shiny to the release. They're not going to say this will come out and then not release it because people will lose it. And they know that. That's true. And and if I'm being honest here, and this is speaking you know, from the perspective of somebody who plays this game all the time, every day, 
um, and is not afraid of throwing raid passes to some things. Pancham coming out and being in raids for the rest of the event is going to be like when Gibble was in raids for what? because it's a Come because on. it's because it's a short period of time. People will want to raid it a bunch, get a good one, and evolve it so they don't have to worry about it again. But it's it's just a mono fighting type, and it cannot compete with Machamp and Conkelder. It you doesn't matter. Need- it's new. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but you don't need like an amazing one. You need enough to evolve one. People are not going to go hog wild. They're going to go do eight like they did for. That's a lot. Esper. Yeah, that's a I lot know, but in, that, in a week. I mean, that's not that many, especially because it's a one star. So you can go by yourself and do them without using a remote pass for a lot of people right now. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I'm just also, saying it doesn't say it's one star. You're just assuming that Panjim is a one star. Yes, I am assuming that. Which is probably 100% correct. <laughs> if if Pancham is a three-star raid, I will eat a Kit Kat like Chris does. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Will you dab on stream? No, I've already done that. <laughs> I know, I was there. Hashtag I was here. It was great. Awesome. Um, well, it'll be exciting to see if we hit that mark, although I think you're 100% correct. I think with the prevalence of fairy type in this event, meeting the 500 million fairy type catch threshold will be very easy, doable, and they know that. So awesome. But anyway, the last remaining event for the month will be Luminous Legends Y. I'm sure you see where this is going from Tuesday, May 18th to Monday, May 31st. The legendary Pokemon Evatel will be making its Pokemon Go debut. We've also received word that Team Go Rocket could be planning on causing some trouble around them. And also that dark type Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect opportunity to put your newly caught dragon and fairy type Pokemon to use. Like the Legendary Legends X event, you'll be able to unlock rewards during the second week of the Luminous Legends Y event by completing select challenges. And lastly, for the month, weekly free bundles. Every Monday in May, a free one-time bundle containing a remote raid pass and other items will be available in the shop. So, Kyle, thoughts, feelings, feedback, hot take, cold take on the whole thing. How are you feeling this month is shaping up? It does seem to be a little less event heavy because the events that it has while fewer are broader. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. There's less events, but I think the individual events are meatier as a result. Do you prefer that? Honestly, maybe I'll have to see how it pans out as we experience the first week and then the second week with bonuses, but sure. The second week bonus is it's really good. So it's hard to not like that. Yes, I would. I would agree. And, you know, more legacy moves, community day moves being available is good. Although, if I'm being honest, these two are probably the least interesting of any that they could feature, even if it makes thematic sense. The typing? Dragonite and Salamence. They already both perform fairly well with the dragon type move that they come with. Their community day move is only like, it's like a 10 or 15% increase, which is good, but not crazy. I don't know. It's, it's like also we just had Rayquaza not that long ago. So Rayquaza doesn't really fit into anything. Rayquaza is an event in and of itself. I'm, I'm just talking about how I feel about the, the community day moves and stuff. Sure. That's all. Sure. Yeah. So it's like everybody's already got their dragon types. So this is not as exciting. 
That's true. So do you think that during Luminous Legends Y we'll get two other Pokemon that can learn their community moves? And if so, who do you think it will be? Maybe. But I can't think of who would fit. Me neither. Well. We just had Metagross, which would have been my first guess. And they won't do starters. I mean, oh, it, could, it could be Ralts. They they could do Ralts. They could also do Ghastly because Nivitel's mm. dark type. So they have that opposite thing going on right there. That's too. true. That's true. That would have been good. That would have been good. Anyway, uh, I, I think that this month is looking looking good. I'm I'm excited about this. I'm really particularly excited. And this is talking from the egg hatching player that I am. I'm very excited to see seven K's having to shake up. It's nice. That pool has been stale for so long. That pool is significantly better than it currently is, but not for the extended period of time. You know, like I feel like after two weeks of hatching these eggs, if you hatch eggs, you're going to be tired of it. It's possible. But one of the benefits of seven kilometer eggs is that if you are a you know player that has friends and does gifts and stuff like that, you can get seven kilometer eggs without going near a stop. Um, and you can count on it when you spin a stop and you're targeting a 10K because you're looking for a particular Pokemon in the 10K pool. You have a chance of getting other eggs. Yes. The nice awesome. thing about seven cases, you can target them exclusively and efficiently, which is great the only reason i hatch seven gags yes even if i don't like what's in them at least i know what i'm getting <laughs> very true and you know what's true of the six pokemon in this pool two of them are new and gibble is rare but gibble can be shiny and the three quote-unquote fillers cleffa iglybuff and azuril all three of those can also be shiny and are valuable as shinies yes and also uh xl candy valuable there too specifically for azuril so very very true very very true all right great that means we're moving on to the last piece of news here which is short but very very sweet <laughs> go fest 2021 trainers mark your calendars it's already done pokemon go fest will return this year is a two-day global event from july 17th to july 18th 2021 Last year's event featured the debut of a brand new worldwide format that saw trainers from around the world working together to complete challenges, unlock rewards, and defeat Team Go Rocket. From the launch of the Global Challenge Arena to the thrilling research that led us to Victini, Pokemon Go Fest 2020, Pokemon Go Fest 2020 was truly an event to remember. What does this year's event have in store? Well, you'll just have to wait and see. Ah, the tease. (laughs) 2021 marks both the 25th anniversary of Pokemon and the 5th anniversary of Pokemon Go. So trust us when we say you won't want to miss Pokemon Go Fest 2021. We can't wait to celebrate another summer together. Stay tuned for more details. I've been tuned for more details for a year. Yeah, so yeah. you got me on the hook, Kyle. You're on the hook as well. We pay attention to this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's nice that we got a date. How do you feel about July 17th and 18th? I think it's going to be a hundred degrees over <laughs> pretty here. much everywhere. And it's going to be hot. <laughs> and yikes. That's all I have to say. It was already warm last year and it happened at the start of June. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah, no, July is a, is a uh, very confident pick. It's a very optimistic pick. Uh, it's going to be hot for sure. But, you know, I think that they're kind of it. Do, this doesn't say 
explicitly it's going to be a stay at home sort of event again or a, a non live event, I should say. But I think it's basically implied. I mean, it does. It says global event. That that implies enough to me. That's true, but it doesn't it doesn't rule out the possibility of them having some other events in person along with it, too, because the other GoFests also had global elements to them as well. Yeah, but given the nature of of planning and stuff like that in the two days, people would need more more notice than that. That's very true. That significant. That's very, very true. And the possibility of things opening up and becoming normal sometime soon is actually sort of a recent development. And in some places, the world is not even true yet. And yeah. so, you know, having the ability to plan and and make arrangements between Niantic and these places like parks for a city in particular probably needed to have been done a while ago. And two or three months ago, when those talks probably would have happened, it wasn't looking so hot. So. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm just I'm the romantic in me is like, well, maybe maybe we'll have food trucks and a park and and areas to play. No, you're probably not. But that's okay. That's okay. Hopefully by the time that this rolls around, though, and if things do get better, we won't have to worry so much about, you know, masking and and social distancing so that if you're able to hang out with friends and stuff, you can get a group and go to a local park instead of staying on your couch at home. Hopefully we're in a better place. That's my optimistic approach. That being said, good luck to everybody on on marking your calendars and and making plans and, you know, hopefully requesting enough of work several months in advance. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is really, really great. I'm excited. We're both excited. And we will, of course, follow up with more details when they make themselves available. That being said, that is the end of a rather bloated news section. Lots of exciting, exciting stuff around the corner and in store for this month and the months ahead. But let's pass it on over to Gear Up for a more sobering experience. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about the tragedy of Xerneas the Life Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Who is Xerneas? It's a mono fairy type Pokemon. And what is its move set? And I say that in both meanings. What is it and what is it? <laughs> First off, I want to clarify. Why is Gamora? first i want to clarify all of this is pure speculative talk and it's based on information that has been data mined since xerneas was added into the game files god knows how long ago now yeah and should be taken with a grain of salt because even evatel just had its move changed in the game files so you never know but i have another section in a moment what that will tell you why that doesn't matter. <laughs> First up, the fast moves. Tackle. I don't know. <laughs> it's the only legendary with tackle. Congratulations. Yeah. It wins a title somewhere. <laughs> and participation trophy. You showed up. And Zen Headbutt. The slightly superior of the two, unfortunately. It's a psychic move on a mono fairy type. I don't care what it is. Yeah. And then the charge moves. Mega Horn, bug type, Giga Impact, normal type, Close Combat, fighting type, Thunder, electric type, what? and Moon Blast. 
With all due respect, what is Thunder doing in the I, Well, we'll get to we'll get to that in a second because it's kind okay. of funny. It doesn't not directly related to Thunder, but it's move pool in the main series game. Seven moves. It has seven moves between its fast and charge moves, which is a lot. Five charge moves is an is an awful lot. Anybody who has TM'd a hypno or a Snorlax knows about that. Only one of them is stab. That's just awful. But here's the real kicker. It basically can't get any better no matter what is done. And you're like, what, Kyle? How's that possible? They can always change moves. Yes. But they are still limited to the move set from the main series game. They've been historically yes. limited. They can't give Xerneas charm is the primary takeaway first off. Xerneas does not learn charm in the main series game. If somebody wants to correct me, they can, but I do not believe any Pokemon in Go has learned something they can't in the main series game, except for that one instance where Primeape learned fire or ice weather ball, but we don't talk about that because it was a mistake. <laughs> but so what fairy moves can Xerneas learn in the main series game specifically? Those consist of Misty Terrain, Geomancy, Moonblast, Draining Kiss, Play Rough, Dazzling Gleam, and Misty Explosion. Four of those are already in the game, and they're all charge moves. So <laughs> that's that. Geomancy is Xerneas's signature move, so that probably just takes it off the list immediately from being added. But even if it doesn't, in the main series game, it's a major stat boost move. It's like a hyper beam. You take one turn off and then you double all of your stats. You get two stages and everything. Seems much more likely to be a charge move from my perspective, but that's you know, true. Obviously, but, but, but charm operates similarly as in it, it deals a status and is not even a damaging move yes. in the main series games, but they adapted it to be a fast move. So, but we already ha we have attack boosts and defense boosts and stuff in the main series game. It just would make more sense as a charge move. It, it would. Misty Explosion is an option. But again, this move screams charge move. In the main series game, it's a 100 power, 100 accuracy, 5 PP move. So it's, it's one of those really hard hitting moves that have historically been transitioned into a charge move, but is an option, I suppose. And then last is Misty Terrain. Now, as we mentioned, Charm was not a damaging move in the main series. So it's been done. But it would be a little bit weird for a terrain move to be a fast move instead of a charge move. It would be weird for a terrain move to make its way and go at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really would be. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. That's, that is the most likely thing to happen, and it's probably not going to happen. So I did all of this research, and after all of that, I finally realized something. Xerneas only has tackle because of one reason. It can't learn anything else. Every single other move in its move pool is a charge move in Go. It can learn 60 moves or something like that. They're all charge moves, except for the ones that are not in Go and don't make sense to be in Go, like weather effects, like hail, for example, or terrain effects, like misty terrain. There are a couple that can be translated. I suppose Psych Up is not in the game. Someone suggested that could be like a lock-on clone or something like that because it's another non-damaging move. 
Mm-hmm. But again, it's not fairy type, so it's limited to PvP use there. Yeah. So after all of that, I think Xerneas is irredeemably bad in Pokemon Go, especially for a box legendary. But we're going to rate it anyways, right? Yes. So what do you use to rate a fairy Pokemon? I don't know. Chris doesn't rate any of those Grand Bulls. What does he know? <laughs> That's true. I, d- I did one. I did one during 500 raids in summer. <laughs> Fairy's weak to poison and steel. So that, that gives you two options. That's it. And you heard the magic word. It's steel, which means you're going to use Metagross. That's it. You're done. <laughs> just six Meteor Mash Metagross. But Sorry, maybe- Steelix. <laughs> Can Steelix even learn a double steel move? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I just threw I it out there because I-, I think of Steelix when I think of steel types. Yeah. But if you want to get spicy, poison for the first time ever (laughs) has a use as an attacking type for the first time. But get this. Your best choice, it's Roserade. Poison jab, sludge bomb. It's good. Like, it's literally the best you can possibly get. And just to prove that point, the second best is Gengar with Lick and Sludge Bomb. So (laughs) I thought that was great. Yeah, that is. That is. After those two poison types, I mean, there's a couple of shadows. Shadow Vileplume, Shadow Victory Bell have faster win times, but lower overall TDO, obviously. After that, your neutral damage starts to come into play. Stuff like Psy Strike Mewtwo is going to be better than any other poison type. So stick to the steel types. Even Excadrill will be a good option as well. Dialga, if you've got one of those powered up, or multiple if you use more than that outside of pvp but kyle i've got a double steel move machamp i don't do that (laughs) don't do that get one shot don't do it yeah don't don't do that (laughs) in conclusion we needed to pour one out for xerneas He, he definitely got done dirty yeah by the mechanics of pokemon go a moment of silence for uh our boy xerneas all right, that was nice. So you ready for the Pokalore? We're going to talk about Xerneas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. That's that's a shame. That really is a shame. Uh, but I am still excited to rate it. It is a beautiful Pokemon. Very, very cool looking. It actually has two forms as well. Um, but they're not really like, they're not like form forms. Just color. It, yeah, they're just color changes. So we'll see how that's implemented into the game. That'll be interesting. Pokalore this week, as mentioned, is going to be Xerneas, the life Pokemon. We're going to get more well acquainted with our our stag lord <laughs> before its triumphant arrival in Pokemon <laughs> Go, I guess. It's going to tackle all the, all the people for sure. Xerneas is a quadrupedal stag-like Pokemon with four pairs of antlers. Its coloration varies slightly depending on whether it is in active mode or neutral mode. Regardless of mode, its main body is always black with a blue stripe down its back and a short, bushy tail. Oh, cute, like a rabbit, except it's not. Starting at its knees, there is a blade-like trim around each leg, which forms a point under each hoof. There is an upside-down V-shaped marking on its chest in the same color as the trim on its legs. Its head and neck are blue, and there are two large tufts that extend onto its chest and curve upward. Its first pair of antlers extends onto its head and curves around the underside of its eyes. The eyes are black like X-shaped pupils. It's a, it's a cover Pokemon of, of X. Of X version. 
Yep. There is a short marking on top of its snout and an upward curving horn on each side of its head in place of ears. No ears here. In active mode, it's marking its markings, antlers, and trim on its legs is then a pale gold. Its antlers have branches and bumps in many colors, and there are multicolored spots on its back. In neutral mode, its marking and antlers are instead pale blue, and the embellishments on its antlers and spots on its back are a darker blue. Xerneas has the power to share eternal life. This occurs when the horns on his head shine in seven colors. As seen in the anime, if it expends too much life energy, it transforms into a tree and sleeps for 1,000 years. Science. Xerneas is the only known Pokemon capable of learning the move Geomancy, which is news to nobody if you were paying attention during Kyle's section. Stats, max CP at level 40, 37.81, at level 50, 42.75. It's up there for sure. 246 stamina, rather bulky, 185 defense. It's a little low, but 250 attack is not bad. Too bad it has bad moves. Uh, that would mean that the best move set is currently Zen Headbutt and Moonblast, sadly. You mean I shouldn't use Tackle Thunder? You shouldn't use Tackle Thunder. You shouldn't use Tackle megahorn you shouldn't use tackle anything you should what? use zen headbutt what about zen headbutt giga impact you know what you try it out and you let me know <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say that the giga impact is not a move that redeems the pokemon and that's why nobody touches the reggie gigas oh god <laughs> but there you go that's xerneas the life pokemon and that means at this point in time of the show, we head on over to the Pokepole. Last week's Pokepole was, what is one fundamental change to Community Day that you would make to improve the recurring event? First one was from Trenton. They said, I only want the dates announced a month in advance and maybe bring back the one-star raids featuring the Community Day Pokemon. Heck, why not make all versions raidable to those that want it? I'm all for the month in advance, please. Yeah, I, I don't understand why that we're at this consistent two weeks before they announce it sort of thing. It's it's literally they announce it as they put up the schedule for that week for me. So I'm like, well, I guess I can't request that off if I wanted to. Yeah, and it didn't used to be like that. They used to give us much more notice. Yeah, and then every once in a while they would tell you like the next three months worth. I just don't understand why not. Yeah, at least the dates. We don't need to know the Pokemon. We just need yeah. to know the dates. Yeah. Yeah. The next one's from at Buy. This is a stretch, but the ability to buy a CD event as a free event and activate the event when you want, allowing you to pick when you want to play Community Day for the month. Also, maybe the fully evolved Community Day Pokemon in raids with its CD move and chance for a shiny. I'm all for that. That's flexible. That'd be nice uh, to really respect people that have odd work schedules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. I I mean that's it's only a positive. It's not something I would ever reasonably see happen, but I like the idea of a fully evolved Pokemon in raids for yeah. Community Day. Me too, one hundred percent. It was great on Tyranitar Day when Lavatar Day when Tyranitar was in raids. It was actually we actually did one. It's good. Yeah, you guaranteed to get passable IVs and. It's already got the move, so God forbid you can't play an amazing amount. You can just do the raids, and you'll get the Pokemon with the moves. Yep, don't have to catch a bunch to evolve. You just get the Pokemon. Yeah, I I would really like to see that. Mm-hmm. 
Next one's from at GhastlyGirl120. They said, as someone with an odd work schedule and sometimes limited time to play community day, I say have the evolved form spawn in the wild with the ability to be shiny, but only during the event. Again, just would spice up the time, have have a chance of evolutions of showing up in the wild. It's, yep. it's good. We mentioned that before last week, too. It's just it's just a benefit. You know, everybody's looking for this Pokemon NA, but they're going to get them. It's not like the they can be rare for sure, but it spices up the spawn pool while it's still being relevant. And there's bonuses that's innate to catching evolved forms like extra stardust. And, and so that's candy. just good. That's just good. Of course, yes, extra candy as well. Yeah. And also it's just it's more fun. Like seeing a Venusaur spawn in the wild on Friendship Day, I'm like, oh hey, cool. I'm gonna catch that. That was neat. That and was then you neat. throw like five ultra balls and they still won't stay in it. And you're like, all right, I'm just <laughs> going to keep walking. Never mind. <laughs> I know. I was golden razzing and ultra ball, like great curveball throwing them. And, and after just... like two, I was like, oh, you got your two berries out of me. Get, go on with your <laughs> life. Get away. out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelvin said, my change would be to potentially create a story mode. I know there's paid research, but I can't say I've ever read what it says. If they create a story mode that went through gyms throughout the year, that would be awesome. The first eight months of the year could be the gyms. Then the last four could be Victory Road slash Elite Four. If there's battles involved after the day has finished, it might even introduce more people into PvP. This is some broad thinking, some high level thinking. But it is kind of nice that the 12 months does break down into eight and four. Yes. I like that. That's but- neat. But Pokemon is not divisible by four. It's it's not twelve. It's thirteen. You got to have the champion. Yeah, but that could just be like an event after you finished everything. It could be like the last week of December or something, yeah, or like the last two days or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I definitely you know you really want to see something of the path for Pokemon games in Go at some point. I think we need to get Pokemon like centers. And Pokemarts in the game first before yeah. we go that ambitious. But yeah, absolutely. We're still waiting on those. It's it's so easy to do, Niantic. Come on. You say that, but I, I have a feeling it's not so easy to do. <laughs> they could they could well, given their spaghetti code, maybe not, but <laughs> it's more like muscacholi. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Next one's from Modders, and he said, Hello, gents. I would like to see Ditto thrown into the mix for community day. An increased ditto catch rate that can be hidden in the featured community day Pokemon. You're on the shiny grind and boom, shiny. Then you get the O and boom, shiny ditto. A little extra spice and jeopardy for the day. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I like that a whole lot. Also, it's a brilliant way for people to be involved in the event for something else. So like, you know, let's say we get another Charmander community day and you're not a brand new player and this is your third round with it because you've done the other two. And like, why am I doing this? I already have two level 50 Charizards, all that sort of stuff. They have the extra move, but the chance to get a shiny ditto. Yeah. Would and you could neat. like, you could like nest the RNG inside the RNG. So first it has to roll as a shiny and then it has to roll as a shiny ditto and stuff like that. So it wouldn't actually be that common because everyone's going to be worried about how common that's going to be. But very true. Very true. That'd be fun. Next one's from Barry Cherry. I'm relatively new and haven't experienced as many community days as some of you. So bear that in mind, please. I'd personally love it if the time to research gave a lot more experience. I could do without the items and have maybe 
a thousand experience for completing each task. That would be a much stronger motivator for me to complete tasks and would help me on my way to level 50. I'm halfway to level 42. At the minute, I do community days because I quite enjoy them, but I tend to get bored after a few hours and don't see the point in catching the same Pokemon over and over. More experience rewards would definitely keep me playing for longer. Well, Berry Cherry, back in the day, community days were only a few hours. I so was it thinking was like, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you were getting bored, it was time to go home anyway and just do some evolutions and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, we, we've talked about the six hours and missing the three hour window for a while. Yeah. That said, they definitely need to make the special paid research significantly better value. The original ones were much more tolerable, but the last like two or three have been awful yeah yeah. and if i had if i had actually spent my own money on it i definitely would have been much more disappointed in it last ones from wang j chen they said my suggestion may be a little controversial but i think shiny rates should be reduced from one in four to anywhere up to one in ten that would make getting a shiny exciting during and after the community day no one needs 20 shinies of anything you take that back (laughs) <laughs> I have 42 shiny Gengar and I will not transfer them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Snivy just went from a rare shiny to why bother checking? I just feel community day should greatly increase your chance for a shiny, but then grossly devalue them afterwards. And that is that is a controversial take. I will I will not lie. The rate's like one in 20, isn't it? Uh, It's it's a yeah, or one in 40. Something like that. It's one. It's one in twenty to one in twenty-five, approximately. Yeah. So like a one in fifty would be great. So like I don't know. It's normally one in four fifty. So maybe like one in forty-five would be great. Maybe, but I will say though, when we have Go Fest and the odds are more like a one in a hundred, which is still boosted, people are not happy. So that's because they're used to and expecting community day rates. But then now that if they cut community day rates, people will not be happy. But also remember, you got to go back. They're not going to keep six hour days forever. They just, it can't be sustainable. They, it's probably not a beneficial to them monetarily, but that's, I would agree. Secondary. If you cut the rates and then you cut the time back to three hours, how many shinies are you really going to get at one in 50 for three hours on really good days? We, we, we busted out, you know, 18 to 20, but that was with good luck. Yeah, like your record was like 23 or something. Yeah, like that. Tw- 21, 22 on Chikorita. You got 18 on Beldum Day. Yeah. And, but like it was much more average to get. It was like between 10, 15. 6 and 9. Yeah. And the low 6 end, and 9. So, yes. Yeah, on the low end. And then I would say like 10, 15 if you're like consistently pretty good. Like if I hit 10, which used to be like our goal was like around, like more than 10. Yeah. It was equal to or greater than 10 was our goal all the time. And that was hard to do on some days for sure. Yeah, I think I think the six hour limit has definitely skewed some perceptions of community days as a whole. So yeah. I, I look forward to when stuff gets to be changed again. Very true. Well, thank you, everybody, for all of your responses. This was a very interesting question to see on social. Everybody had a lot of different opinions and a lot of people just agreeing kind of on the, the time and giving us more heads up. That seemed to be a universal opinion. This week's Pokeball. Has playing Pokemon Go changed your opinion about a certain Pokemon? Which one and how so? Now, this can be either for the better or for the worse, depending. 
It definitely has. I, I will say that right away. I have to think for a moment because it's more than one. Do you have an answer right away? Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like now Mandibuzz. And I did not like Mandibuzz before <laughs> okay, this. Okay. I thought Volibi and Mandibuzz were kind of gross prior to go, but I've used Volibi so much in PvP now that it's grown on me in a in a very nice way. I have a good opinion of Mandibuzz now. Okay. Okay. Mine is Bastiodon. Oh. I was not a huge fan of those fossils for that generation, but Bastiodon has grown on me a lot from using it a lot in Great League. And I just I think it's it's neat now. It's just the shield Pokemon and it's it's really cool. It is. It is very, very neat. A lot of appreciation on PvP, I guess. There we go. Nice. Well, if you, dear listener, have a answer to the question, has playing Pokemon Go changed your opinion about a certain Pokemon? Which one and how so? You can answer when we post the question on Twitter. Or if you're a patron in our Discord, we have a whole channel dedicated to it, so we'll post it there. Um, or, which is usually the case, somebody posts the question for me prior because I always forget to post it until later on in the week. Every so, time. So, <laughs> thank Every you very much, it. everybody that does that. I appreciate it. I posted it today, and I was like, I know this is late, but like eight people had already responded, so it was great. But you can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717, or... If you are so inclined, you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And this week, we are actually going to go straight into that there section because Fish and DeFi are taking a little hiatus this week. They've been doing every single week consistently since they started, and it's been fantastic. And this week, they're going to take it. Take it easy. I'm just going to take a week off. So thank you very much. We'll have more PvP goodness for you in the future. Don't you worry. And yes, I saw those emails come in for them. I'll make sure that they get into their hands for the next time they are able to record. That being said, we are going into this next section, which is the uh, the blank, the blank section. Help me fill in the blank. It's the emails section. Oh, that's right. We also have one voicemail. We'll, of course, start with the voicemail. Hi, Chris and Kyle. It's Will here again, coming to you from Oklahoma. And I'm answering the Poke poll. And my answer is I would make it to where two times more um, raid battle damage and two times catch chance for raid battle bosses. And I have a question for you. Which community day did you get the most shinies out of? Mine was the Machamp, Machop community day. I got 52 shiny Machop and a 2800 CP Machamp and my new best. So listen to you next week. Bye. Okay. Well, first of all, Will. <laughs> That's a lot of. Uh, 52 shiny Machop. That's a lot. That is so impressive. That's I'm, more than I've ever done. I can tell I'm that for a fact. So blown away right now. Oh um, my gosh. Wow. This is a really good question. And I, I think I think my answer is either Roselia. Machop was also really high for me. I think I got like 30 something. I don't remember the exact number. So this one's tough for me because I think it was Weedle. Oh, Weedle oh, was, yeah. was three times catch Stardust. So I was like, all right, oh, let's go. 
Magikarp is also the contender. Ooh, let me check my Magikarp. That actually is a fair one, too. I remember CDOT being oh, really no. lucrative as well. Um, but man, they all just kind of blur together. I don't remember exact numbers. They do. I but. think I think my answer is going to be Magikarp, actually, now that I look at it. I think I had like 38 or something like that. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I had, I think I got 45 Shiny Weedle. I can't check because I transferred all but nine of them. You monster. And I currently have 42 Shiny Ghastly. I also have three shiny Gengar, but two of them are the party hat ones, so they don't count. So that's yeah. So forty three. I got forty three shiny ghastly that day, so that's the number I have to prove. At least. Well, but how how many have you caught outside of community None. though? Like I've caught like three. None. That was the only one that really? I had gotten one since then. I traded really? for one, so one of those became the the Gengar, obviously. But that's wild that you haven't caught any outside of that. I spent all of the last go fest in 2019 trying to find shiny ghosts and i didn't get one it didn't help that ghastly was spawning <laughs> in like the center area which had huge connection issues so i that's true time there but, that's very very true so that's yeah. my answer but anyway thank you for the, your uh, voicemail well really appreciate hearing from you and also uh i didn't consider uh talking about raids when talking about changing up community days for bonuses that's a really good one that would kind of build a nice space for niantic to lead more into some more raid content like we were saying before having the evolved forms with the special move on them already it would make more sense and it'd also be doable uh for less people if you're doubling the damage that you're doing you do it with half the amount of people that's an awesome idea but we have some emails as well the first one is from Ferroin. Hi, Chris and Kyle. This is just a quick one. This is just a quick one because I just wanted to say it's pretty cool to hear my email on the podcast. Thanks for all the advice on increasing the community shiny rates. We'll definitely keep them in mind moving forward. Well, you should probably take some tips from Will because Will is apparently much (laughs) better at this than we are. (laughs) A quick update on progress in Pokemon Go this past week. I was trying hard to get the shinies of either Hitmon, Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan, Seviper or Zangoose, but all I caught was a shiny male Nidoran. Still, it was my first, so I'll take it. In the midst of sustainability week, and I'm trying to get a shiny Trubbish. I love this dumb little ball of trash, and I have a hundo really ready to go max level 50 once I get to the level task that needs it. Uh, Looking forward to Friendship Day. Not sure what I'm aiming for yet, but should be a fun time nonetheless. All the best and keep up the great work for Rowan. Yeah, we didn't really talk about it, but during sustainability week, Trubbish was just the piece de la resistance, resistance for sure. It was amazing. I So much stardust to be had just laying around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loved it. Next emails from Epitome93. They said. Hello, professors. Hashtag team email. Now, really quick, when you say professors, it makes me kind of confused because I'm not sure if you're talking about us or our friends over at Lured Up who are part of the Pokemon Professor Network. Yeah, also, I'm woefully, woefully underqualified to be a professor. I have no shame (laughs) in admitting that. You don't have a doctorate in Pokeology? No. No, me neither. I thought you did. You're on your on your application for the show. You said you had a doctorate in psychology. Didn't we didn't we establish this? I failed the first week because I couldn't do the type 
uh, the type quiz. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. They're all normal type. <laughs> I'm getting better. I swear to God. I changed the desktop background of my monitors to the type chart and I study it. Getting yep. better. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Back to the email, though. I would love to see 24 hours of global trade. I would even be fine with limitations. Examples could include one or more of the following. Only the Community Day Pokemon family. One global trade per friendship or minimum requirement friendship level. Additionally, I would love to see a GoFest 48-hour period with less or no limitations on trades. Yeah. As everyone quickly looks at all of their lucky friends that they're going to be seeing for GoFest and realize, oh, I'm not not going to have enough trades to do these. <laughs> got so yeah, but I've got so many like in in places that it just are not feasible for me to, you know, yep. visit yeah, like never, never. the UK and Australia, like Yep. Once a month would give players time to plan and wouldn't break the game in my opinion. The time difference can be solved by proposing a trade and confirming a trade anytime during the 24-hour period. At this point Pokémon Go is a global community in addition to being a local community. I have friendships in parts of the world that I'll realistically never visit. Truthfully, I love opening gifts from other parts of the world, and I love sending specifically American gifts to my friends overseas. It's time we have a mechanic to allow us to finally complete our lucky trades that have been set that have been sitting indefinitely in our lists. I've been listening for over a year now. It's my first time responding, and hopefully not the last. Thanks again, professors. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask Ken if uh, if if this is how they receive emails. I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. One trade like per friend on a community day, or like just make it on GoFest. I don't care. Like an event that you can do it on would be great. Why don't they introduce something that is like a charge up thing, like they have for the transfer to Pokemon, uh, mm-hmm. Go, mm-hmm. like home. Um, where you can, you know, once a week you could do a long distance trade that's global or even monthly, but you could also, you know, pay with coins to speed it up if you want to refill it. Like that makes sense to me, but there's got to be something soon because uh, I've been best friends with so many people for so long. I, I guarantee you it's on a list in a Niantic office to solve in the future, just like under I'm like sure. 65 different other things. I'm sure. Because their their priorities are thankfully other places currently, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. But also we have this new distance trading. It's a good proof of concept that they can expand on. So yes. there's hope. 100%. This next email is from Drew. Your discussion of Mew IVs inspired me to share my amazing 10-10-10 Mew. I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, Drew, let me tell you. I checked my Mew today while we were getting ready for the show. And for all of the junk I was talking about the IVs of Mews last week, I too am a proud owner of a 10-10-10 Mew. So we've got that in common. I'm going to go cry now. I'm not quite so lucky, unfortunately. What do you have again? 14, 15, 13. Oh, you poor thing. It's not it's even not like bad. that's not, even not like, bad but it's like i'm pretty sure yours is closer to optimal for pvp than mine is i don't know about maybe i don't the know optimal I'm not gonna... available is 12 12 10 really okay yeah. interesting didn't know that hmm. uh also in honor of sustainability week i've written a haiku poem for the hundreds of trebuchet i caught 
Ready? I catch the green trash. The garbage appears worthless. Stardust, power up. <laughs> Have a good one, Drew too. And they also attached a picture of the Mew for proof, yes. of course, of the 101010 Mew. So thank you very much, Drew, to appreciate you uh, writing in and, and sharing. Now, I suppose that we share the bond of the the 101010 Mew. Oh, God. I think, I think all Pokemon Go players now have a collective bond over Trubbish, though. They yeah. did it. They, they actually made a subsection of Pokemon players like Trubbish. And it's uh, kind of great. Yeah, if if I could give a second answer to our Poke poll, I would say Trubbish has grown on me immensely. Yeah, yeah. I love Trubbish. I, I do. Hate Trubbish. Really? I, I hate it. Oh, I Garbodor is cool, but it doesn't really do it for me. But Trubbish, I think, is very cute. Uh, I just the difference between like Trubbish and Grimer to me is that Grimer is just ooze come to life, but Trubbish is literal garbage come to life. Like it's not like inanimate object got possessed or something that looks like it. it's just it's just garbage yeah it is and that's the kind of thing that's weird to me <laughs> next email is from hugo and they said hi chris and kyle hugo here thank you again for another great episode and responding to my question last week i also just reached best buddies with my gibble and will now start to walk with my 100 percent rayquaza <gasps> which i also got from rayquaza raid weekend nice Therefore, I'd like to challenge Chris. Let's see who can reach best buddies with our Rayquaza first. Oh, right, Chris, how many how many poffins you got? I've got like ten left right now. Oh, okay, that's like that. that's most of the way to it, honestly, right there. Is it? Hang on, let me let yeah. me see. I mean, you can get twenty four a day if you use poffins. Twenty three a day. Twenty three a day. I've got fifteen poffins. That's enough to do it in fifteen days. Yeah, but let's not underestimate my ability to forget. <laughs> Even if you just use it and not walk, that's still only six less. That's that's true. Uh, suffice to say, Hugo, you're on. I mind betting that you're going to win, though. Well, we'll see. Okay. There's more though. For this week's poke poll, I agree that it is a difficult question. Perhaps doing community day for both Saturday and Sunday, just like EV community day in August 2018. Oh my God, it was so long ago, Chris. It was so long ago and it was so long in and of itself. I know it may be a bit too much and for sure very tiring to play for six hours on both days. Let's do it. But it gives the flexibility for people to choose which day they want to play in. For example, if they're busy and can't play during the particular Saturday or Sunday, they can play on the other day. True. This way, people will have more time to participate and there will be less FOMO. That's it for me. Thank you. And I look forward to another great episode. So I got two things to say about that idea. First, it has potential. Second, it has problems. <laughs> <laughs> the first is the potential because letting people play which day they want as somebody who works Sundays. I understand that. Mm -hmm. The second is the people who don't work weekends now get to play both days. Yeah, buddy. And especially on days like three times Stardust or Catch Experience, it's an unfair advantage, you can argue. I think a better solution would be to potentially let people pick a day, make it, you know, a ticket that's just claimed in the event in the shop. Yeah, they make two available for free and you can only choose one. Yeah, exactly. That'd be that, interesting. Would, that would be great. I would be thrilled and that tech already exists because that's the way they did go fest as well is that when you purchase a ticket for a day they give you 
they gave you an item in game for your ticket to play on that day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's there. And and the alternate two red version, green version for Canto Tour. So the, yep. the tech exists. I absolutely I would be for that. Absolutely. That being said, I would love to play two six hour days in a row every community day. I say that, but at the end of some of these days, when it gets to be around like four thirty, four hours and 30 minutes, that is to say, like, I'm pretty much usually I'm pretty much like, all right, it's time to go home and take a nap. (laughs) I I, I bet you you'd play the five hours the first day and then you'd like go sit in the square in Woodstock for three hours instead of going out for all six hours on the second day. That sounds about right. That's what you did for EV day. So that is what I did for EV day. And it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the email, Hugo. This next one is from Jacket K. Hey, all on GoCast. Just the two of us this week. Thought up a fun discussion question. Ooh, what would be your guilty pleasure community day, a.k.a. a community day, you know, everyone else would hate but would make you have a big grin. Like, I know people despise repeat community days, but I would love to see EV community day return with how many different shiny forms there are to collect. Candy XL from my Umbreon as well. Heck, it would even be more awesome if they threw a couple flower crown ones in the mix so I could finally get my shiny flower crown. (laughs) Jackie K. All right, Kyle, what would be your guilty pleasure community day? I think I've got an answer already. Yeah, I my all the community days that I would like like to see come back. I feel like there's definitely a subset of people that really like it. So mine is Caterpie. Okay. Yeah, we know that one. I was, and he had a chance. He had a chance and, and it was ripped it. from him. Ah, I know, I know, but he didn't lose in my heart. I don't know. This is ghastly so- again. <laughs> but like, see, I can't say that because there's a pretty significant chunk of the community that would probably be okay with that. What's a ghost that nobody likes that only you like? Because it's a ghost. Uh, you know, I got to think about that for a second. Like Shuppet Community Day? Shuppet's like my my least favorite ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Snowrunt because my shiny is male. And that's, <laughs> that's the only Tragic. answer. <laughs> Tragic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. This is a really interesting question. I bet everybody else would also have a, a great response as well. So if you'd like to send us an email with your response to this question, uh, please feel free. Mail at GoGuestPodcast.com. But thank you for the email, Jackie K. Appreciate it. Last email is from Mitch, and he said, What's up, Tronius and Kyle Vital? I am over the moon about this summer. Or should I say, should I say very high on the Y-axis? Jeez. Uh, I mean, in, in three-dimensional space, the Z-axis is the vertical one, but we don't need to get there. It's okay, Mitch. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about GoFest, whatever that might entail spawn-wise. I'll see you guys in July. On the other hand, the Luminous Legends X event is not very exciting to me. I don't have any attachment to Swirlix or Spritzy, and Xerneas is just going to be useless. Not my cup of tea, but I'll definitely take a darker brew, as dark as Yvitel. This is also because you don't like fairy types, Mitch. We know this. Yeah. Yeah. I (laughs) I mean, I don't like Xerneas. We didn't really touch on that, but I specifically chose why when I bought for this generation because I didn't like Xerneas, not because I liked Yvitel. 
Oh, I chose X because I like X as a letter better than Y. <laughs> Which is a dumb reason, but I was also a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. Yeah, X we were and Y kids. came out when we were like 18. Yeah, we were kids. Not yeah, but you weren't a child. Okay, we were kids. We were we were young adults. My frontal cortex wasn't completely formed yet. You would still make the same decision to sit. I sure would. Put that down in writing, Kyle. (laughs) Back to Mitch's email, though. Old goals. Perform a sustainability action. Nope. I think a lot of people forgot about this. They sure did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. 1,500 people out of the goal of 5,000. The first first tier was unlocked at 2,500. And as a community, we only did like 1900 or something like that. And then yeah. Niantic pledged to do the rest to get us to our first tier. Yeah. Now, <laughs> not good. really quick, not good. I, I, we didn't bring this up earlier, but maybe it's because a lot of people were still in lockdown. I think this event would have performed a lot better if we were in more normal circumstances. I think the primary problem was expecting people to share it on social media. A lot of people might not want to share themselves or yeah. anything like a photo and that on top of a lot of people not using Twitter. Oh, but also the details, you had to follow like three embedded links to get there. Yeah, it was so it's a little bit poor in the setup. Yeah, there there were a lot of potential issues around the promotion and dissemination of the information, but anyway, regardless. Shiny Trubbish. Nope, went hard for the trash to no avail. 500k experience, 113 million total. Blew this out of the water. 115 million as of right now. Wow. Nice. Look at that. Woohoo. New goals. At least one shiny weather genie. 1 million experience. 160 million total. And a longer term one. Save Stardust until go fast. Do not spend any until July 17th. Interesting. That's okay. going to be a hard one. I mean, it's not that hard, all things considered. Yeah. Especially if you've been playing for a long time, you don't have anything to power up except for new PvP toys and stuff like that. That's true, but we are going into um, a raid boss that requires counters that we haven't really built up yet. So That's, That is not true. T- tell me how many Meteor Mash Metagross you got. Okay, all right. Well, besides that, but if you want to be spicy... like <laughs> How many how many Roserades <laughs> you, you got? I, I Rose have a lot raids? of Roserades, but I don't have any that are powered up, and the ones I have have grass-type moves on them. Okay, well, tell me you don't have 200 of each TM in your inventory. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how many I have of each right now? It's kind of gross, and I, yeah, I dumped sure. like 100 of each like two weeks ago. I've got 201 fast TMs and 315 charge TMs. I need Whoa, to, that's a lot of charge TMs. Okay, I need to let them go. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's 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 that hoarder mentality from in the beginning of the game. Well, before PvP. You remember when we used to be like, you have 36 TMs? Give me I all know. Of them. I know. I feel <laughs> dirty deleting them. I do. It's tough. <sighs> Gotta finish off Mitch's email though. He's got one more thing to say. Streaming a lot of diamond this week. It's a lovely game. Yes, it is. Shiny Vibes All, Cook's Gravy, amongst other titles. True. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for the email, Mitch. Appreciate you always coming through and, and good luck on your new goals. I, too, also tried for Shiny Trubbis rather hard this week, Kyle. I'm sure you were checking each one as well. Yeah. And it just did not happen. I nope. must have checked a couple hundred, honestly. Yeah. To no avail. To no avail, indeed. But anyway, thank you so much for sending in emails and voicemails, everybody. If you, dear listener, would like to be one of these people, cool, 
calm, collected, and sending us an email or voicemail. You can send voicemails to 262-586-7717. You can send emails to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can go to our website for all things GoCast Podcast by visiting gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast and support us on Patreon monetarily by going to patreon.com forward slash go cast podcast where one dollar a month our minimum tier gets you access to our greatest perk which is access to the patron discord it's a lovely place and we do lots of raids we do pvp tournaments we've got you know all sorts of things going on we got channels for sharing music channels to, to yell about your favorite television shows boy oh boy the possibilities are endless no honestly i love the place we spend a lot of our time in there Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Laurie, Swartz, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. And this week we received two five-star reviews. So here they are. The first one's from Modders. I discovered Chris and Kyle whilst looking for companions for my early morning lockdown walks almost a year ago to the day. GoCast has great family-friendly content, fingers and thumbs on the pulse on what's new and happening in the world of Pokemon Go and two genuinely lovely blokes. Oh, thanks. If you like the podcast, you should definitely check out their Discord. It's a paid one, but well worth it. A brilliant community that love nothing more than a good laugh, PvP shenanigans, and a few raids. Happy hunting, <laughs> shiny vibes all. I love how shiny vibes is like really kind of like just seeping into the culture of the listener base. Mm-hmm. It's nice. What a sweet thing to wish somebody else. And the second review is from Bobux Free. My cousin introduced me to Pokemon Go in this podcast. Started playing about a week ago, and this podcast has given me so much information. Highly recommended. Chris and Kyle, if you somehow see this, you are awesome. We did see it, and so were you. Thank you very, very much. Now, Kyle, speaking of being awesome. Yep. Are we going to have another week of perfect goals or Maybe. what? Maybe. Okay. All right. First goal. Y'all thought it was never going to come. I'm going to finish the inter sting development. <laughs> I was waiting for the rocket balloons to come back. You're killing I, me, dude. I've been waiting. In my defense, I would have had it finished two weeks ago if it wasn't. In, in my defense, you could have done it a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically true although i think this has only been around for like eight months but okay whatever man um yeah so i'm gonna finish that for sure i'm also gonna try and do all of my go snapshot encounters for the smear goal you know maybe get that shiny one but probably not i think what is that 15 encounters we're no it's 20 because you said it was 20? thursday to sunday that's right it's right it's thursday to sunday not mm-hmm. friday so yeah i'm gonna try and do all 20 of those okay uh I need to do go battle league. <laughs> we don't need to talk about what rank I am right now, but we're going to do at least 20 battles. I'm at okay. 96 right now. 20 GBL. You're currently at 96. Okay. Anything else, sir? I think that's it for right now. Since all of the big stuff is kicking off in, you know, about two weeks. Yes, so. that's true. That's true. All righty. Uh, this week for me, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. I'm going to shoot for a shiny Smeargle. One million experience gained. I've got a couple of friendships popping up, so it should be doable. And I'd like to hit 5.5 million Stardust. I'm currently at 5.2 right now, so that should be pretty doable. Even if I spend just a teensy bit. 
just a little bit. All right. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening all the way through and we'll see you in episode 143. Also, quick little shout out. If you did send us an email and we didn't read it this week, it's because we are preparing for our mailbag. So thank you very much for everybody that's been sending in emails. We've seen them, we've collected them, and we are preparing to use them. So there's that. Thanks so much again. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.